Amen. I was going to pick up that up for her to pay her back for all the time she got stuff off the top of the refrigerator for me. <laughs> but she, didn't, she didn't let me. And uh, so, amen. Thank you for that song. It's Amy, back to Hebrews chapter number two. And, uh, you know, one of the Christmas songs that I don't like uh, is Mary, Did You Know? She did know. Uh, and, and so whenever I hear that, I'm like, yes, she did. Uh, she did know uh, that her baby boy was, uh, was Emmanuel. And, uh, and so, uh, but uh, that song there uh, spoke to that very truth. And so thank you for uh, that. Uh, in Hebrews, uh, the book of Hebrews, uh, we find in verse number nine of our text, but we see Jesus who is made a little lower uh, than the angels. I, uh, if you study uh, about angels, which I mentioned a couple of, uh, of things about them, uh, the Bible uh, version of angels is not the Hollywood uh, version of angels. And, uh, and people have asked me, do you believe in angels? Yes, I do. Uh, they're in the Bible. Um, they say, well, have you seen any? I'm like, well, you know, yes, uh, my wife. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but uh, um, I've not seen any. Um, and it's hard, you know, people think we have guardian angels and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think we do have angels that, uh, you know, would protect us and uh, in all of that. Uh, but the Bible doesn't say a ton. It gives us illustrations of angels and what they did, but not a whole lot of explanation on them, uh, and but they were created uh, by God and for uh, for His glory and for Him, everything was made. We even read about that a little while ago. Uh, but um, uh, we know that Satan fell, and and uh, and he had uh, you know his supporters, and uh, and uh, hell was made for them, and uh, and uh, so real real things, real beings that God created. And the Bible says that. Uh, that man, uh, that Christ was made a man a little lower uh, than the angels. We are uh, created beings, uh, just like angels were created beings. Uh, God had a plan for them as he does for us. Uh, And we too have failed the Lord. Uh, And uh, sin has caused us separation. And now we're uh, born in sin and we need a redeemer. And in fact, it says here that uh, we neglect so great salvation. Uh, that word so, uh, if you think of John 3.16, for God so loved the world, expresses the, uh, the spirit behind that as like really so. Uh, and uh, which our salvation is a so kind of salvation. It is great. It is very great. Uh, and uh, they uh, had a problem in the first century church. Uh, by uh, they they believed in angels and they have all the accounts in scriptures and uh, and uh, angelology is the study of angels. Uh, but he said this is a more important message, and God was sent in the flesh a little lower than the angels, uh, and uh, and he was sent for an express purpose. Uh, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, and by the grace of God should taste death uh, for every man. Uh, but it says we shall see him and see Jesus. Uh, not uh, well. A couple years ago, we had a, a visitor uh, here. It's not uh, they had come many many times, and uh, but we're visiting, and and uh, I went back uh, to uh, to talk with him. He was sitting in the back. And, uh, and I don't, had like a, a handkerchief on or whatever. And he goes, he, he said something like, oh, that was, he's like, I see you. He goes, I see you. <laughs> and, uh, which is like a vernacular. And today uh, it's like, you know, you're, you're noticed or, uh, or whatever. I see you uh, is something that people would, would say. And so when I read this, I think about um, seeing Jesus and who he really is. 
uh, as a vital part of what the Hebrew Christians needed at that time. Uh, but we also need, because this is written to them, but it's also for us. Uh, and why was Jesus here? Why did he come? Uh, that's the Christmas message. Uh, he came uh, to, to save sinners. We talked about that uh, this last week. He came to save me. Uh, he came uh, to give victory over Satan and other things. But uh, we see him as God's equal uh, in John chapter number 1, verse number 3, and Hebrews 1 speaks to that. Uh, we know that uh, he was uh, with God and is God. Uh, and in fact, uh, preached on it recently. Uh, and we see him in great poverty, 2 Corinthians 8. Uh, Though he was rich, he became poor, uh, that we might be rich. So he left heaven's glory, uh, and uh, he, owned, he owes, owns everything. Uh, the, the wealth uh, in every mind, uh, we sing the song. Uh, and, uh, but he left that all uh, to take on uh, flesh uh, and uh, be impoverished. We see him in deep sorrow, Isaiah 53. Uh, talks about our incarnate uh, Savior uh, who, uh, who took on deep sorrow. We see him in self-sacrificing love. Uh, in Matthew chapter number 20, of course, John 3, 16, uh, we, find, we see him in unfailing obedience to uh, his heavenly Father. In John chapter number 6, and uh, he was doing uh, his Father's business. We see him in power in Ephesians uh, chapter number 1 and uh, in Philippians chapter number 2. Uh, we see him in compassion. Uh, in Hebrews chapter number 4 and in great glory uh, in 1 John. Uh, and we're blessed to have the Word of God to where we can see Jesus as He really is. Uh, the world doesn't know Him uh, like the Bible. In fact, a lot of Christians, a lot of people who go to church today um, don't know the Jesus of the Bible. Uh, they see uh, God as the great gift giver, uh, but they don't understand uh, that God, not in salvation, God didn't just give us a gift, uh, but uh, He saved us from something, uh, and uh, and and it's vital. And I and I really believe uh, that many people neglect the so great salvation because they see it as as something that they receive the gift of salvation, and they don't want it. Uh, they they don't want it necessarily right. Now, I've had people say, well, I believe what you're saying, but I'm not ready. They don't want uh, what salvation in receiving Christ means, uh, but they don't understand that it's not just receiving something. Uh, it is, it is uh, they need it. Um, there's a great need that the word salvation uh, means you're being, you're being saved from something. And you're being saved from sin. So when I speak the gospel uh, and share the gospel with people, uh, I want them to understand that salvation is a gift and it is a free gift. Uh, and we receive it by faith, through grace. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. Uh, and uh, and it's, a great, it's a great salvation. Uh, but he saves me, it saves you, saves them uh, from their sin. Uh, so we're saved uh, in salvation by a great Savior. It's a great salvation, uh, and we're saved at a great cost. Uh, salvation, isn't, it's free to us because it's a gift, but it isn't free. Uh, it costs God uh, a great deal, uh, and, uh, and we're saved in salvation uh, from a great penalty. Uh, when I received Jesus Christ as my Savior in 1987, uh, and uh, I became a child of God, uh, in the sense that I belong to him, the adoption of sons. Uh, I was uh, before that a child of the devil. 
uh, and under condemnation. But now I knew Christ as my personal Savior, uh, and, uh, and I knew full well uh, in that day that when I bowed my head and prayed and asked God to forgive me, that He forgave me of my sins, and I no longer uh, was going to pay sin's penalty. Jesus died on the cross for me uh, and shed His blood uh, for the remission of my sins. And so many neglect their, this great salvation because they see it as merely receiving something uh, and not being rescued from something. I was rescued from my sin in 1987, uh, and I have a home in heaven by the promise of God's word because of that. And so when uh, maybe you're here today and you say, I'm not ready uh, to receive the gift of salvation. I know it's a great gift. In fact, I know it's the greatest gift that I can ever receive. Uh, and in that salvation, as we preached last week, there's justification and propitiation. Uh, there's many things, and I understand that, and, uh, but I'm not ready to receive receive the gift of salvation. It can be neglected if you, if you uh, don't understand uh, that it's not just receiving, it's rescuing you from sin. Without salvation, without Jesus Christ forgiving you of your sins, you will not go to heaven. You cannot go to heaven with your sin. Your sin must be forgiven. Uh, but there's some that would raise their hand in the invitation time and say, I know that I need Jesus as my Savior, and then leave here um, unchanged. Uh, not born again, uh, not come into the altar and uh, praying to receive Christ, the gift of salvation, to be rescued from their sin, uh, and, uh, and in my opinion, uh, do so at a great risk. Uh, we don't have a promise for tomorrow. Um, we're making plans, uh, you know, uh, on what we're going to do, and, uh, and uh, maybe your plan is to go to work or whatever it is, uh, but you might not even make it out of this auditorium. Uh, and uh, and in today is the day of salvation, uh, and uh, you need to receive something, but you also be re- re- uh, uh, you need to be rescued from something uh, as well. And uh, so we read down uh, into our text in verses nine and ten. Uh, I want to just point out a couple of things from this passage uh, in what when we see Jesus, what we see about him. Uh, and what uh, uh, Paul, I believe, is the writer of the book of Hebrews, uh, was saying to these, uh, these Jewish Christians who, by the way, many of them rejected Jesus. Um, he's speaking to those who are saved, uh, but uh, he also understood and knew uh, because he was reaching Paul, Gentiles, uh, that Jesus was rejected. He came to his own, his own received him not. Now, there are many Jews that got saved in the early uh, first century church, uh, but, uh, but they believe uh, that the Messiah hadn't come, and they're still looking for it. Now, he's going he's gonna to return uh, to us the second coming. To them seems to be the first coming, but Jews get saved the same way that we do, by placing their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, uh, who came and died for them, for all men. Uh, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should uh, come to repentance. But we see Jesus in verse 9, who was made a little lower than the angels. Well, we see that, um, uh, or I do, and hopefully you will as, uh, as well, uh, as a, a humbling uh, of himself. Um, it is uh, to take on, uh, you know, the form of man. Uh, we, we read in here, you know, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Um, we are uh, just... Uh, uh, I am, you are, and I know there's 8 billion people on the planet now. Uh, we're just a tiny little speck uh, in the grand scheme of things. But I know that God loves me and cares for me and knows my name and, uh, and uh, I have communion with God and uh, we have all the scriptures. He numbers the hairs on our head, etc. Uh, he knows our pain and sorrow. He, he sees us, 
uh, under our juniper tree. He, uh, he knows uh, our thoughts and uh, he is bringing us to an expected end. He loves us uh, and cares for us. Uh, and, uh, but for the God of heaven to leave heaven's throne uh, and to be born... Heaven's, heaven's child and, uh, and Mary's child that she knew um, was a humbling uh, thing uh, for him to do, but it was necessary for him to do. It was necessary for him to come, uh, in which we read, and suffer death. He was made a little lower than the angels. Why? For the suffering of death, not to bring Christmas cheer, uh, and, uh, and I get and understand and I enjoy all those things and I don't want to be a, a dead horse. I, I'm thankful uh, for uh, all that stuff and, uh, and uh, Christmas food and candy and, uh, and everything. Um, but, but that's not the reason Jesus was born. Uh, the Bible says he came for suff- to suffer death. He was born to die. Uh, we've, uh, uh, you've heard uh, the choir, in fact, sing a uh, song uh, to, that, to that end. Uh, he was born for the express purpose uh, to die. Not that we, everybody who is born is going to die. We know that to be true. Uh, but he was born to go to Calvary. And when I think of angels and everything and, and uh, Jesus in the flesh, the God-man, uh, and living on this earth for 33 and a half years, and, uh, and, uh, but a, a major part of that under the care of his uh, human parents. Uh, and, uh, and it had to be uh, something to know uh, for Mary and Joseph who he was and what he was going to do uh, and, um, you know, uh, to be concerned about that. Uh, like when they left and he, was, he stayed behind and they came back and found him. And it wasn't like, you know, um, uh, how many of you w- would admit before God that you've left your kids somewhere uh, and forgot them? I mean, I did that. And uh, one time, uh, well, a couple times, uh, probably more times than I want to uh, admit. And uh, one time we left CJ and we went uh, uh, at someone's house and we walked down to this field, a bunch of kids. And uh, he w- we, uh, like 45 minutes probably before we realized that he wasn't in the caravan uh, and uh, had to go back and get him. And another time I uh, lost Jordan in Walmart uh, and uh, couldn't find him. It's a, it was a panic. Um, but, but could you imagine being uh, Joseph and Mary and knowing who Jesus was and losing him? Uh, and, uh, and wondering, you know, what uh, had happened to him. Uh, and uh, so he humbled himself. We know he humbled himself and went to the cross, uh, and, and that, is a great, uh, that is a great thing, and we would be lost without it. But we also know uh, that he humbled himself, leaving heaven uh, and coming here to earth, suffering death. Not only suffering death, but this verse says he suffered uh, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. It was by God's grace. So he humbled himself. We see Jesus uh, humbling. We see him suffering death, but also by the grace of God. Um, I saw a video clip the other day of uh, uh, somebody asking uh, a man, uh, like, why would, why would uh, a loving God uh, send people to hell? And I loved his response. He said, a loving God, he, he doesn't send anybody to hell. Uh, the loving God sent his son uh, to, uh, to, to give us uh, the, the way of escape. Uh, and uh, he has given us his son. We accept him or reject him. And uh, so a loving God doesn't send people to hell. A loving God sent his son uh, to suffer death. It's the, it is his grace uh, that done, he, he knew and understood. I mean, he's a sovereign God. 
uh, and he knew that he knew that uh, his, his son was going to be rejected, and he had a plan in his sovereignty for all of that. Uh, but it's the grace of God that uh, he gave his son. It's the grace of God uh, that we get saved. And it's the grace of God that keeps us. It's the grace of God uh, that leads us along the way. Uh, and uh, and uh, the suffering on the cross of Calvary uh, was an absolute gift of grace. Uh, and he says he was crowned with glory and honor. Um, uh, and he was bringing many sons unto glory and perfected uh, as a Savior through those sufferings. Uh, we have, and, uh, and I have in the messages, uh, talked about the incarnation and the real true uh, meaning of that birth and, uh, and what Christmas is uh, and uh, the real reason uh, for the season. Uh, but um, I think... As Christians, not only do we not give that message out, I think we fail um, oftentimes at the opportunities, the many opportunities that we have to share the gospel with the people that we're in contact with. Um, but I think we've, we've forgotten what we have as Christians. I believe that, uh, that uh, we take our salvation um, for granted. Um, I'm thankful that I'm saved. Uh, are you thankful that you're saved? Uh, I'm, I'm thankful uh, that I have a home in heaven, um, but um, there's so many days uh, that we can go through where uh, maybe we don't, we don't even thank him uh, like we should thank him, uh, or we don't even think about uh, what it is that we have. So I'm thankful that this time of year, it just slows us down enough, uh, or we have these messages, and by the way, um, you know, I was thinking about today, not even preaching a message about Christmas. There's, just a lot of pre- there's a lot of pressure to preach messages about Christmas at Christmas time, obviously. And, uh, but um, how many ways can you preach it? You know, if you've been, if you've been saved for uh, a number of years, uh, and uh, in fact, if, if I was to go, uh, if you were to look in my computer files, uh, and I have a folder uh, that says Christmas, uh, and then there's like maybe um, uh, 10 or 12 messages that are Christmas messages that are in there uh, that uh, many of them I have preached several times uh, over the course of, of years. Uh, and uh, well, all I do is just change the alliteration and you don't know. Uh, and, uh, and so you just kind of, uh, you know, uh, heat it up <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and hand it out. Uh, but some of you catch on, you know, you've got the notes in, uh, in your Bible. In fact, it was, we recently had a missionary uh, that was preaching, and, um, and I had his whole outline uh, that he had preached the last time he was here uh, in, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in my thing. And uh, so at the end of the service, he's, like, he's trying to remember uh, what, what year uh, that he had visited the church. And, and, uh, and so we're like, and I told him the year uh, because I had the date in my Bible. And then I told him the month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that he's like, wow, you have a good memory, whatever. Like, I've got the notes in my Bible. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, it's difficult for us as pastors to try to, to make Christmas messages fresh. And, um, but it's also true uh, that our attitude about Christmas uh, is another Christmas message. Or, oh, we've heard, you know, how, you know, how many messages have we heard from Luke chapter number two, Matthew chapter number one? And, um, and I believe that attitude of heart 
uh, comes from um, just a life in apathy, um, but in busyness, there can be a lot of reasons. You know, um, I think if you're, you know, you're at your job and, uh, and you have to focus on whatever it is, you're running a machine, or uh, I think when you're at your job, you should be engaging your job and, uh, and, uh, and be thinking about what you're doing. Um, obviously, uh, we should have the Lord. We should be praying without ceasing, have the Lord on our heart and our mind all the time. But there, I'm, I, I, can, I can say that there are moments in the day where, um, where I can see it to be a legitimate reason to not have God at the front of your mind because you have to be focused on a task. But I think the, that's the exception to the rule. Uh, I think we just, um, we've forgotten how great uh, our salvation is, how great our Savior is. Uh, and, um, and they had forgot in the first century. It said this in verse number four, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof uh, we speak, but one in a certain place testified, said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him, thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, um, God. Uh, and, uh, and we've forgotten how great he is. We know we can testify to the fact that he made everything, and, uh, and we know that, uh, that to be true, but is that a spirit and attitude that we take into every day? Not just Christmas. Uh, we see and know and understand that he, that, uh, he paid a great price, yet we, we don't think about it. Uh, you might this uh, Christmas season uh, receive a gift that uh, perhaps uh, the giver of that gift had paid a good amount of money uh, in order for you to receive that. Um, and we're thankful. And in fact, um, we remember it. Uh, we remember it from year to year. We, we remember the sacrifice that was made in order for that to be given, uh, and, uh, and we're grateful for it. And, and, and almost every time you see that person going forward uh, in time, um, you are filled with gratitude because, you, because they gave you a wonderful gift, yet we forget about our Savior. Uh, we, we know we've been saved not only to go to heaven, but from that great penalty, that great salvation. Uh, but we just don't see him anymore. We don't. We don't. We don't see him. And so today, I kind of uh, and uh, and I'm almost done. I, I want you to understand today, and maybe in a prayer, uh, just like this verse. Maybe it's the play on the word, as I mentioned a while ago. Uh, but for you to say in, in the invitation time, it's like, um, Lord, I see you. I, I see what you did for me uh, at Calvary. Uh, I see uh, how you humbled yourself uh, and took on uh, the flesh. You know, what you're, you know the struggle you have in your own flesh. Uh, and, uh, and Lord, I know that you were tempted in all manners and yet without sin. And, and, uh, and I see that. I want you to understand that I recognize that today. Uh, I am seeing uh, these things that you have done for me. I don't want, I've, I'm thankful for my salvation. I've not neglected it. Maybe you're here today and you're not saved. I hope that you get saved. Uh, but that you, that you finally uh, in, uh, in, your, in your life as a Christian can be resolved the fact to see Jesus uh, in every day, uh, in everything, uh, and, uh, and to be grateful. I think it's the key uh, 
uh, to uh, joy uh, and uh, happiness uh, in our life. Um, we, we live joyless lives. We live powerless lives. Uh, we live lives of regret. We live, uh, we live lives uh, that um, don't measure up uh, to God's expectation for us. Why? Because we just don't see Him uh, as He is. And, uh, and so let's think about that today uh, and take that going forward uh, into, our, into our day uh, as we share the gospel with other people. Um, but if you, if, you, if you don't see it a benefit for yourself, uh, how can you present it uh, as good news uh, and a blessing to somebody else? And so today, by invitation, say, God, uh, I want to see you uh, as uh, Paul sees you, as the word of God sees you, uh, in humbled, suffering death by the grace of God for every man, crowned with glory and honor, bringing many sons into glory and perfected through sufferings. I want to see you that way. Let's all stand with our heads bowed uh, this morning and our eyes closed. Uh,